the Morris Ford lynchings, the Atlanta race riots, the Harris County lynchings, the Jackson County race riots. Of course you weren't taught about this in school. Class is back in session. Welcome to Hidden Lynchings. Hello everybody, this is your host Alan Holmes and we're on episode four. Again, this is episode four where we're going to be going over the lynching of Sam Hose. Let's get into it, and I'm always give you all the backstory uh, to start things off. So Sam Hose was originally born in Marshallville, Georgia, which was in South Georgia. Um, he actually was born, uh, he was not born into slavery, but uh, his mother had been a slave. And so Sam Hose grew up on a farm, uh, and he was a very smart young man. Um, it was uncommon at the time, which was the 1890s uh, and 1880s, for a black person to be able to read and write. But Mr. Hose was able to read and write. Very smart guy. And uh, most people, you know, of that intelligence level would have probably considered going to college. Um, but uh, Sam Hose's mother, as she got older, she took sick. And so he had to care for her. And he had a younger brother who had some mental disabilities. And so he had to take care of his mother as well as his brother. His father was not in the picture. So instead of going to college, he had to, you know, just become a laborer. So Sam Hose eventually moved from Marshallville, Georgia, to Coweta County, Georgia. And so the lynching actually happened on April 23rd, 1899. But I want to continue to get into more of the backstory. So what happened is that uh, Sam Hose became the laborer of Mr. Alfred Cranford, who was a wealthy farmer and businessman. So he was he was a laborer on his farm. Um, from what the story uh, says in the history books, uh, Sam Hose wanted to get some time off to see his mother as well as be paid uh, for his services. And Mr. Cranford um there were some disagreements about how much money he was owed. And also there was some disagreement about whether he would be able to get the time off to see his mother back in Marshallville. So Sam Hose and Alfred Cranford got into a heated argument. Alfred Cranford allegedly pulled a gun and put it to Sam, uh, uh, Sam Hose's head. Sam Hose at the time was holding an ax and he defended himself uh, and killed Alfred Cranford. So after this happened, um, Sam Hose, you know, he fled the scene to another town, but he was eventually captured. Before he was captured, all these stories, all these lies, all these innuendos started to spread throughout the community about what he had done. So even though he defended himself, it was it, it was told in the media and throughout the county that Sam Hose murdered and set up Alfred Cranford. And also it was told that uh, Sam Hose, after he murdered Alfred Cranford, he went into the Cranford home, raped Alfred Cranford's wife, and assaulted their young child. All of these things were lies, but that is what was spread. And so based on that story, that is how you got uh, the mob and the people so enraged and angry at Sam Hose. And so ironically, um, as the authorities were investigating this all, 
um, they interviewed uh, Alfred Cranford's wife, and she denied that he had even that Sam Hose had even entered the home, that, that Sam Hose had even harmed her or her child. But yet, that story ran wild. So, um, so you know, again, Sam Hose fled after he killed Alfred Cranford to a nearby city, and so cash wards rewards were put up for his capture. I mean, lots of people across the state put up money that would go towards his capture if anyone found him. Governor Alan Candler put up money. The Atlanta Constitution newspaper put up money. Coweta County put up money, as well as the city of Palmetto, Georgia, put up money in terms of a cash reward that would go towards um, the capture of Sam Hose. Um, and mind you, the police didn't really investigate much besides interviewing a few people. They didn't gather evidence or anything. Um, they just pretty much everyone ran with the story that Sam Hose had viciously murdered his boss, Alfred Cranford, raped Mrs. Cranford, and assaulted the child, even though none of this was true. And so this just enraged all the uh, white residents of Coweta County as well as um, other areas. And so Sam Hose was, again, like I said, he was caught in Marshallville, uh, and he was actually sent back to Coweta County on a train to be dealt with by the authorities. So at this point, the mob is growing in number because people are so angry that they want to get their hands on Sam Hose. So what happened is the mob actually intercepted Sam Hose and actually took him from the train at gunpoint in Noonan, Georgia. And so they took him to a nearby sheriff because the people in this mob were hoping to uh, obtain the reward that was put out for whoever captured him. And so initially they gave Sam Hose to the sheriff and kind of the sheriff was kind of leading Sam Hose to the jail. But at a certain point, the leaders of the mob for some reason, thought that they were not going to get the reward and that there was going to be issues with that. And so what they did is that they put a gun to the sheriff, to the jailer's head and pretty much took Mr. Hose back. Even though they had given him to the sheriff's deputies, they took him back. And so, um, you know, this is a very crazy situation. And what happened is after they took him back from the sheriff's deputy, um, Sam Hose was taken to the Cranford's home. Now, reports are that there were between 500 and 2,000 people that were in this mob. And so you have people dragging Mr. Hose to the Cranford home, but you have just a ton of people around. And so um, word spread that he had been captured. And the craziest thing about this is that word spread and there were actually people who lived in Atlanta who were trying to catch the train to Noonan to witness the expected lynching. But what happened is the mob thought that the people who were coming from Atlanta to Noonan were troops that were going to try to stop the lynching, not people who were coming to watch the lynching. And so the mob got afraid and they said, look, we're going to have to lynch him right now and speed this up. The lynching of Sam Hose was one of the most 
brutal acts that had occurred at that time. Though lynching wasn't uncommon, the brutality of what I'm about to describe is just something that is just unbelievable and sad and should not have happened. Um, so the location of the lynching was actually in Troutman Field, which was some property um, in Noonan, Georgia. The mob proceeded to cut off Sam Hose's ears, fingers, his genitals, and, sta- and they stabbed him repeatedly. They cut the skin off of his face and they doused him in kerosene and chained him to a pine tree. While this is happening, teenagers, kids, and adults are creating kindling and wood and a fire. They light the fire. Uh, they throw Mr. Hose into the fire. Now, mind you, he is still alive. He is not dead. 30 minutes passed between them initially taking part in violent acts against Mr. Hose and him dying. 30 minutes. So this man endured the pain and, and the things that I just described. He endured this. After Sam Hose was burned and eventually died, his bones were sold for 25 cents in the city. His heart and liver was cut out and sold. I mean, the brutality of these people is just something that is never discussed. And I, I, you know, I can't believe it happened, but this is actually what happened to Mr. Hose. So let's just go into the aftermath. Um, Word spread throughout the United States and Europe about the Sam Hose lynching and the brutality of it. People were embarrassed. People were angry. A lot of negative press came down on the state of Georgia in the city of Noonan in the county of Coweta based on what happened. Uh, journalist and civil rights leader Ida B. Wells uh, Barnett um, from Chicago was so enraged at this and a lot of other people were so enraged that they hired a detective to look into what happened. His name was Louis Levin. Louis Levin was a white detective who was hired again by Ida B. Wells Barnett. So Mr. Levin did lots of research, lots of investigation, lots of interviews. He found after talking to residents and others that Sam Hose actually acted in self-defense. His boss, Alfred Cranford, threatened his life and pulled a gun on him. So uh, Sam Hose's entire reaction was in self-defense. And also he never harmed Mr. Cranford's wife or his child. Um, Leon Litwack, who was an historian, also found that uh, a white detective who interviewed people, including Ms. Cranford, stated on the record that Hose never entered the Cranford home to assault Mr. Cranford's wife or child and he acted purely in self-defense. So let's let 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 let's let's bring W. E. B. Du Bois into this as well. You know the famed civil rights leader at the time who lived in Atlanta. He actually was on the way to meet with 
Joel Chandler Harris, who at the time was the editor-in-chief of the Atlanta Constitution, which is now the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, to talk about lynching around the same time that this all had happened. And when he was walking and traveling on a street to meet with Joel Chandler Harris, someone let him know that the knuckles of Sam Hose were for sale in a grocery store on a road that he was literally headed on to meet with Joel Chandler Harris. W.E.B. Du Bois never met with Joel Chandler Harris because he was so enraged and angry in terms of the brutality of people and how they treated Sam Hose, given that he was actually supposed to have a conversation about lynching. Um, That just adds a little more context to it. And um, in terms of the response, um, Governor Candler blamed the black community for Sam Hose's actions, and he defended Alfred Cranford. So the governor of Georgia at the time, Alan Candler, blamed the black community. He said it was deplorable that black people had the audacity to protest the lynching of Sam Hose, even though it came out that Sam Hose had defended himself the community in Georgia, the white community in Georgia, by and large, still blamed Sam Hose, still believed the lies that Sam Hose had maliciously murdered Alfred Cranford, raped his wife, and assaulted the child, even though none of this is true. And so despite the brutality of Sam Hose's lynching, still the black community, the entire black community in Georgia, was blamed for this by the governor of Georgia at the time. Um, This is something that is a part of our history, folks, and we need to know about. So I think that I hope that you all take something from it. I hope that people in the Atlanta metro area who are familiar with Coweta County, who are familiar with Noonan, have maybe a different perspective on that area now that you learn about what occurred and what happened to Mr. Sam Hose on April 23rd, 1899. My name is Alan Holmes, and as always, I'm out.